Hello, my can't stop touching. This is this is your Tula Gyre to retire host, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his reboot of the Adams Family theme song podcast, Beware the Donated Mango. Stop. Just stop. It's the May 9th show. Today's story is all about what happens when you learn to make the best of a bad situation. Well, not you exactly, and certainly not me. I guess I'm mainly speaking of an inconvenienced Ruth. An Inconvenienced Ruth by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Ruth's convenience store job at Hurry Up and Leave wasn't giving her enough hours because the company saved money on benefits by hiring as many part-timers as possible. They hired so many, in fact, it was more appropriate to say her convenience store job wasn't giving her enough minutes. She couldn't afford a second work shirt even after skipping eating for a week, so she was pretty upset when she got a stain on the one shirt she had. That evening, before she'd come in for the midnight to midnight 07 shift, she'd been plagued by mosquitoes. She slapped herself silly trying to execute the little bastards when she felt a bite on her chest more painful than she'd thought possible. She slapped her chest reflexively and discovered, to her annoyance, that in the great fog of insects, she'd never noticed the full-grown raccoon that had landed on her shirt. Now her top was dripping with raccoon guts, which the employee handbook had specifically stated were not part of the store's dress code. Luckily for Ruth, she ran into Izzy, who was getting off the 11.50 to 11.51 shift. He complained that he'd spent his entire shift dealing with angry customer. But without saying a thing about her gross shirt, he moved her name badge to cover the stain on it. I should have mentioned they had enormous name tags at that job, like the size of legal pads. After all, Hurry Up and Leave could afford such extravagances now that they weren't paying for dental. The badge now completely covered the stain. Though it did nothing to dry the stuff dripping down the inside of her top, the badge move jerked her world to one side. The secret to covering up all her problems was her big-ass name badge. The next day, she fell in a big pile of something disgusting. She didn't know what, but it made her low her pant leg dark brown, and it also burned a little. She grabbed a second name badge from the office and put it on her pant leg. When a customer who was positively soaked in incompetence spilled milk all over the floor with 30 seconds left in her shift, Ruth didn't even have time to fill the mop bucket. She ran to the office, grabbed scads of blank name tags, and threw them all over the spill. She missed a spot and tossed her own onto the pile before punching out and leaving for the night. The next payday, Ruth was shocked at the size of her check. It seemed that the boss had seen her name tag there on the floor and assumed she was somewhere under the pile of name tags on aisle 4. She'd been paid for all the hours in the week. Normally, the boss would have thrown her out, but the nasty sour milk smell had kept him away. Ruth couldn't believe her good fortune. In one week, she had made nearly $19. She could buy and sell her neighbors at the campground she lived in, located under the bridge. But rather than buy and sell them, which any normal person would do, she decided to give back to the world. She went to Washington and met with leading environmental scientists and the congressional committee in charge of nice things. Ruth proposed her solution to cleaning up that garbage dump the size of Texas that was floating in the middle of the Pacific. The best part, Ruth pointed out, was that they didn't even have to travel there. They could just dump all the necessary name tags off the coast, and the tags would find their own way to the problem, just like all the other trash. Ruth won the Nobel Prize for cleaning shit up. And best of all, the enormous mound of garbage was named Hurry Up and Leave's Employee of the Month. It later went on to become assistant manager. 
If this story tagged your hit, you can freeze it and other oxen free at the web store of the completely lost metaphor BewareTheHairyMango.com. Roll me over cloveringly in the comments for this post or pillar email me and I'll take stock in all the unpleasant names you call me at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or wake up next to me and we'll share some pillory talk at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever our recreational vehicle had bad brakes, the SF and SF signal used to slam into Sudafed fun times. We didn't get quite as high as a kite, but we did have to get pulled down from trees more often than you'd expect. Twitter, your hair splitter that all the left halves of rabbits drag themselves along behind me at twitter.com slash up with gravity. The half that's left is right, and it's also wrong, as is this whole bit. Like Beware the Hairy Mango's Facebook page. It's like liking my personal Facebook page, only with more funny stuff and no politics at all. But hey, the country can go to hell for your entertainment, right? Donate harder than you've ever donated before. I know I've bled you so dry that only powder is coming out, but I'm cool with getting blood powder. This podcast wallows in the slop that oozes off of your dirty dishes and is so vile even your automated dishwashing mechanism smartens up and realizes it wants to do something else with its life, so it hitchhikes to Vancouver and begins as an extra in kitchen scenes until it gets its one big break while being the understudy for the boozed out, sexed over disaster of a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until reggae experiments with being Ray Bai, this will chance a stolen kiss from Matthew Sanborn Smith and advise you when there's a bun in the oven, don't bring up how flat the two buns behind the oven have become. Good night.